1950s housewife who has a job um hello dear sweet friends what a what a world we live in it's um it's me sam hickman and welcome to hyperlocal celebrity the podcast where i just look at myself in the mirror and wonder how on god's green earth i was created if i am perfection and you can't seek anything more than perfection I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Hello. Hello, my dear sweet friends. Um, I have a couple of, couple of things, a couple of things I just want to say at the top before we get into it. Um, firstly, so I've been doing a lot of walking this month, as we all fucking know, because I won't shut up about it. I love getting my steps in. That's all I'm trying to do in this world and the next is just trying to get in my steps. Um, my hope being that, um, so I'm doing a, um, choir festival, I'm presenting at a choir festival in August, and I'm like, if I just, like, walk more, then I'll be able to fit into all my old clothes, and then I won't have to do anything particularly drastic. Like, I won't have to actually do any real exercise, because I'm getting 10,000 steps a day, you know? That's my kind of goal here. That's my goal. Um, yeah, so I've been walking through, like, I've been walking up to, like, Roth Park and Butte Park and things, and I've been walking through Waterloo Gardens a lot, because that's kind of, like, a nice on-the-route way to get to things, and I just, honestly, I wish I lived in, like, a rich neighborhood where Cardiff Council spent, like, real money to keep it clean, and the parks are all maintained really well, and there's, like, decent planting and things, and it's not like, I like, with Waterloo Gardens, you can't say, like, oh, this is well-maintained because it's a tourist place. Because, like, Butte Park is really well and Like, it's a manicured park because it is city centre... City centre city adjacent. Um, and it's quite historic, and they have their big long border, and it's beautifully clean, and they have all these events and things. Waterloo Gardens has none of that. It isn't Roth Park. It isn't, like, big enough to be, like... Hi, we have a conservatory here. We have a historic rose garden. We have all of this planting. We have a an Acer um, arb- arboreum. What's the what's the word for that? Arbor, arbor, arboretum, arboretum. Yeah, go for it. Um, that's just a fun a fun thing. That next time uh, when we get into summer, when we get into summertime, and you're thinking about buying a a Japanese maple, uh, go look at go look at some of the ones in Butte Park for some inspiration, and you'll see how high everything grows what everything looks like, the good planting conditions for them. It's it's really like, that is a free resource for gardening. Um, they also have that beautiful rose garden, which always looks terrible because they don't mulch it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. They don't mulch it properly. They should just get some mulch and just mulch it properly because it just looks goddamn awful 90% of the year. And then for like a three week window where all the roses are out, it looks 
okay. Um, yeah, so that was kind of my... But but anyway, back to Waterloo Gardens. Because it's in, like, a bougie neighbourhood. And because it's, like, posh wankers. It's so, like, there's, there's a herbaceous border. And there's all this perennial planting. And it's all really well maintained. And they had, like, a group of, like, 15 parks people doing, like, maintenance on it the other day. And they updated the brook. And it's gorgeous and stunning. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is literally maybe a hundred meters as the crow flies from Brewery Park which is the park at the end of my street and uh, the park at the end of my street is um, more of a field with some trees in it um, that just like is is the most kind of neglected of all the parks I want to say of all the very very small parks because it's about the size of a football field and it's about the size of the bottom half of Waterloo Gardens because it goes like up and then you get to Roth Brook and then you keep going and then you're at Roth Park um, then you're at the wreck and I'm like ugh, wish I wish I lived somewhere fancy like fancy ugh, my goodness uh, my second point is uh, particularly targeted at other Cardiff podcasts by other middle class white women um, so I um, I listen to the Hank podcast and it's getting better but Jesus Christ middle class white people in Cardiff with podcasts that don't sound good absolutely not I've had it with those um same with the Chippy Lane podcast which I am just I I can't listen to it because every single episode sounds like it's recorded on someone's phone in a giant corridor like every single episode is just this echoey cavernous nonsense and you know it was recorded literally in like a rehearsal space and chapter and it's like you guys couldn't have found like a mic to sit around like my like this is this okay the chippy lane podcast is a chippy lane production which is sponsored by you guessed it arts council wales so they have money and yet it sounds so garbage and it's a podcast it's the one thing it's the one it's the one thing that you do when you're putting out audio and and if you and if you're getting paid to do that why is it not good like it's 2019. We value production quality over anything else. Look at YouTube. I mean, Jesus Christ, if you got a 300 pound camera, but you're literally just talking about your divorce, like people will watch it. People like bright, shiny things that look expensive. Um, and that's why I'm here with this microphone and mixer. You're welcome. Um, my only dream, the only dream that I have left in this world, is to move west of the river and never see my friends and family ever again. Uh, because I truly believe that the minute I move west of the Taff, I will join the bourgeoisie and um, I will never see anyone I know ever again. Because all my friends are on the east side. <laughs> again, for those of you who don't live in Cardiff, it is a 40 minute walk from my house to literally the other side of the river um and for some reason when I'm like this side when I'm on the east side I'm like okay this is this is like this is the center you're a 20 minute walk to town you're a 40 minute walk to the bay you're you know you're central 
you can get to a train station. The minute I'm like the other side, I'm like, I'm in suburbia. I might as well be in Swansea. I don't know what's happening here, but I have had this discussion many times with lots of people and we all hate Poncana. And that's just, that's just the truth here. That's just, I think what we all have to agree on is Poncana is a shithole full of very fancy people. Anyway, let's get into it. Eight minutes in. I'm not sorry. You're welcome. What did you do this week? Okay, so this week, um, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a week in which I uh, came to win and I won. So that was good. So Monday I had kind of the day off and I did a, a lot of gardening. Um, and I yeah, it was um, it was it was just a day off. I like giving myself days off where I really just work, but that's not the point, you know? Um, and Tuesday, I, I went busking and there was this guy, um, there was like another busker who kind of like sat and listened and I was like, what is he doing? Um, and then he came up and talked to me afterwards and he was like, oh, I was just listening. And I was like, oh, interesting, okay. And he was like, oh, can I like like tag you and things on Instagram? And I was like, of course. And he was like, and was, he was like, yeah, um, I'll follow you on Instagram. And I was like, great. I get home. It's a private account. How dare you? Especially on like Instagram, which is a visual medium that we are all going into it believing this is public. Like it has your face on it. It has, you have to post pictures. It's not like Twitter where you can have an egg and say mean things to celebrities and you're fine. Um, it's it's very personal because it usually is linked to at least six things that are all connected to you. Um, and I'm just like, why? Why do that? <laughs> why do you why why do you keep these secrets from me? I also feel that about anyone I went to school with. Um, and I have stated this previously on the podcast, but if I went to school, la universidad, um, el colegio, if we went to school together and you have a private Instagram account, I will assume you are doing terribly. Terribly. I will assume you are so ashamed of your life that you will not share it with the world. And if you have a uh, if you have a public Instagram and it looks like you're just going drinking, I will assume you are also going terribly uh, because you have nothing to show for it. <laughs> look at your life, look at your choices. Look at your life, look at your choices. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Tuesday I did that. Um, yeah, I, it turns out all I needed was batteries um, to, to put into my amp because I've been like doing quite low recently and I was like, it's winter, it's quiet. And then I was like, oh, I should probably just buy some buy some batteries and then my amp works. Um, I keep putting off figuring out how to charge my amp, like power my amp with like a car battery, which is what all other buskers do. But I don't, um, I don't have the technical savvy for that and I don't want to break lots of things and electrocute myself. Although that would be a fun way to go. Uh, Wednesday, so I, um, this week I wrote a, an article for Harp Column Magazine, the, um, podcast, the magazine, um, about harps. If you, like, uh, just, just in case you didn't, didn't know, this is a, this is a harp-based podcast, um, as, as my work does often involve playing a harp for a living. Um, I, I, I feel like that's something that is always a miss. Like, I, I forget that I do it, and then I do it, and then I get home, and I'm like, what do I even do for a living? Um, who knows, walking walking and putting on makeup every morning and drinking a nice coffee in the sunshine 
it's a hard life, really. Um, anyway, so I did, um, so I wrote this article, it was like 2,500 words about, um, I'm not gonna tell you what it's about, you can, you can read it when it comes out. It will either be really good or, um, so-so. Either way, um, I don't know, I'm a Carrie Bradshaw this week, I'm a Carrie Bradshaw type. I'm obnoxious, I barely work, I have a lot of shoes, um, and I am a bad friend. Most importantly, I am a bad friend. And that is what makes me a Carrie. I'm very self-centered and I have a squeaky voice. I'm also very irrational. Um, and I will yell at people who I think are wrong in the street. I will yell at them in the street. I will yell at them in their homes. I will yell at them in my homes. I will yell at them in the car. Uh, but I do know how to drive a stick shift. So that's where the differences are. Also, Sarah Jessica Parker is a tiny ballerina and I am a chunky monkey ballerina. Um, and I am a chunky monkey, a chunky, chunky monkey. So I went to uh, Castle Emporium because again, I was like, I'm a writer now. I took my laptop, I can put it in my Longchamp handbag, my Longchamp backpack, thank you, I'm very classy. And it, like, away I go, away I go. And it's, um, it's it's really nice because I can just sit out in my, my garden and answer my emails and I can go to the Castle Emporium and have a Finko coffee. Um, they have a they have a new coffee shop called Finko um, in the Castle Emporium. Yes, you know it. You've heard of it. Uh, it's in it's in town. It's on Womanby Street. Um, is the coffee good? The coffee is quite good actually. It's yeah yeah. I really enjoyed it. I um, don't think the paper cups are very good. <laughs> that's, that's, I was like tasting it and I was like, why can I taste this paper cup? Um, I was like licking the cup and the guy was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm having a wonderful time. I'm writing an, I'm writing an email. <laughs> um, it was the obvious choice because they, they used to have hardline coffee in there, which was outpost, outpost coffee. Um, and then they moved out and they're in the marketplace now and then they were, they did a Kickstarter to get their own shop and then something happened, blah, 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 blah. That's not important in this story. Anyway, they now have a cafe that has actual cafe tables. This is the more important story because they used to have like a bench and a sofa and you'd be like, I don't want to have to sit with everyone else. Um, and this is, um, I like that it is not yet, uh, cool. So, um, I, it was just me by myself working on my, working on my article, a real Carrie Bradshaw. Just, I couldn't help but wonder, are we merely standing still or are we watching what happens live? Um, and that was really, um, I don't know, that was really nice. Just having something, having something to do that didn't involve like a lot of manual work. Because like, as a harvest, I do a lot of stuff that's like heavy lifting. Like who knew your career would need so much upper body strength? Am I right, ladies? Oh God. Um, and it was just nice to like, to do, to do something that was like using my brain and my words and my typey type 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 fingers. And um, yeah, and and all of those, all of those skills I learned doing a level a level English. There you go, there there you go. Um, so Thursday I um, so I was booked in to do a secret gig, Club Ninety Six. You're welcome. Um, and I um, it was it was for so far sounds Cardiff. Um. And so I, so in the morning I made the mistake of like not doing anything during the day, which is my 
greatest honestly if I can impart any word of wisdom to any musicians out there who are like I have this gig what should I do literally like go find a part-time job to go do during the day like go and um I don't know go and wander the streets chopping down trees I guess like I don't know carry around a hacksaw see how long it'll take you until you get in trouble um, <laughs> just say you're doing pruning um, wear a fluorescent and say you're doing pruning that's it anyway so I was like I'm gonna go for a walk because it was gorgeous and I was like I'm not gonna go busking um, which is silly but we live and learn um, and one thing that I keep saying to myself is there's always gonna be a nice day some sometime later like I'm and I've been saying this for like years is like don't force yourself now because like honestly if you're gonna be doing it for the next 60 years like you will eventually get paid a lot more to do a lot less so don't work too hard now because you're gonna be doing it for a while for a very long while like like in my mind if I retire at 75 I have 50 years left of doing this. Like, I'm I'm not going to push myself more than I need to in order to in order to pay my rent and buy food. That's that's literally all I need to do at this point is just survive. Um anyway, so I um I went up to Roth Park, blah 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 blah, blah went around just wandered around for like an hour and a half just kind of walking around seeing the sights I'm a Miranda that's really we we started the week as a carry and we ended it as a Miranda actually no we did a real Samantha move on Thursday so um I spent an hour and 45 minutes getting ready so I didn't have to be there for sound check until 6 30 um and I kind of did all the things that I needed to do on Thursday at and I was home at four and I was like, what am I going to do for the next hour and a half? Like, I didn't really need to, it was like a 10 minute drive from my house. I was like, I don't need to do anything. What am I going to do? So I, um, in my great wisdom, spent an hour and 45 minutes getting ready, um, which was, to be honest, the greatest use of my time I think I have ever done. Um, there were a couple of hiccups. For Firstly, I was like, I'm going to do a cat eye. I'm going to wear my little cat ears that the delightful Taylor Green gave me when, when we were doing a podcast episode together. You should go listen to it. It's called I'm a Fierce Bitch. Um, it's on this, it's like three episodes ago. Um, so I was wearing my cat ears and I was like, I'm going to do like a cat eye, like eyeliner. And I did it on the right eye and I was like, perfect stunning star a star is born the Meryl Streep version that we haven't yet gotten but I'm sure we will oh my god could you imagine if Meryl Streep had done a star is born she can sing she's literally singing in all of her movies now Meryl Streep a star is born but like it's like it's like um Susan Boyle and she's old <gasps> oh oh can we have that star is born I would like that more like the Lady Gaga one is fine but like with Meryl Streep, it's like, you should know better. That would be, because she's like lived a life and then she's becoming a star. And maybe she has a younger lover. Maybe it's still Bradley Cooper. Um, but she like sees the signs and it's like, 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 you know, it's like adult conversations about responsibility and, and being 
grown-ups and and there's also the dog can stay because the dog was possibly the best part of of the whole um film um a star is born see it uh wherever you get your films um yeah so i did um i did like a cat eye on my left eye and i messed it up eight times i kept like going in and then it was just like down and then it was like too far up and I couldn't get them even and then I eventually got them even and I was like okay we're done we did it we did it and then I was like I curled my hair again I put way too much effort into this because I had nothing else I have I have literally nothing else in my life that I am living for at this point on a Thursday afternoon getting ready for a secret gig club 96 um and so I am um, getting ready for this for this thing. I curled my hair and I was like, should I put on lashes? <laughs> so I get out my giant, like, um, they're, what are they? What are they? Uh, 202 Dramatics from from uh, something called like Lash Tactica or something. Um, lash, lash, lash Palooza. Um, I don't know. They're like six pounds. The, I, um, I have spoken previously about... Um, Really, what you are paying for when you buy expensive lashes are the good glue and the expensive lashes that you can reuse multiple times. These ones, um, like, they are a repurchase because I had some that I wore for my show, um, and then I kept wearing them whenever I would go out. Um, remember when I used to go out and leave the house? I know, I used to be filled with so much joy and vodka. Ugh, now it's just gin and staying home. Um, and... Yeah, I um I repurchased these and I had the old ones. Um I had the old ones and I they they were just covered in glitter and really just disgusting at this point. Um and I I like had the old ones as like measurements for the new ones to cut the the eyes to to my shape. Um and I was like holding them and I was like these are both incredibly disgusting because they are like clumpy and like <laughs> They're like these clumpy, messed up, like just stuck in there. Like there's full of glitter and shit. And then are these new, pristine, feathery, beautifully like quaffed lashes that look like quote unquote natural, despite being like a full inch long. Um, I, I honestly, honestly, at this point, with my giant face. If I don't wear a huge lash, it's like, what was the point? Like, <laughs> if I'm not wearing something that is almost covering my entire eyelid and, like, brow bone and part of my eyebrow, what is the point? Like, what do I gain from it? Um, so, yeah, I put I put on giant fake lashes. Again, this is at 5.30. I don't have to leave until 6. I go downstairs. I have some food. I, I get in the car at 6. I go down to the venue. Um, it is at Ocean's Arts. Ocean Arts, which is in um, kind of Splot Industrial Estate. It's kind of the Magic Roundabout. If you know where the Magic Roundabout is, you go down Ocean Way, and then it's the first right, and then it's, like, in the warehouses, um, which is quite cool. It was, like, it was completely accessible, which, like, few. Um, like, honestly, finding accessible venues for arts things in Cardiff is so hard, especially, like, queer things in Cardiff. Forget it. Forget it. Every, every building has a flight of stairs somewhere in it. Um, but yeah, this was fully an accessible venue, which was really nice. 
Um, and I and I got my harp in, and it, we we got it onto the stage for the thing, and there was a lot of lifting involved, but there were a lot of people helping. Anyway, so I was like, I was sat there in the tech rehearsal because I was one of four bands like performing. It was me, the delightful um, kids from Chroma. Um, if you don't know, if you don't know Chroma, um, I don't know. They should be on the podcast. I, um, they're a delight. Um, I, a beat, uh, jazz poetry band. And then, um, some white boy with a guitar and some very sad songs. I was like, God, everyone is depressed but me, I guess. And I'm depressed. Um, Anyway, so I I was at this I was at the sound check and I was like it was really really dark but there were like fairy lights everywhere and I was like I got out my phone because I was like because you you know me I'm a social media girl I love a story I love an Insta I love a tweet sir I love a Facebook I love a I love a Urchub I love all of the stashmans I love a WeChat um, I love a LinkedIn if the time is right and I um. I got out my phone just to check, like, will my camera record in this? Because, like, if I can't, like, if if it's just going to be dark, then anything that people put up on social media, that I'm not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to see any of it. And I was like, should I just, I was talking to one of the, one of the other kids, um, one of the other kids who was performing or doing something. And I was like, should I just run home and get a spotlight from my office? Because I have these Ikea spotlights that I got. Um, so... When I was doing the Cardiff Consort, which was like my little professional choir venture, which was truly just a nightmare. If you ever, if you ever think about organizing singers to do professional work in a choir, give up. Don't do it. Um, it's like herding cats. Honestly, it's 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 truly um, it's a it's a lot. You want um, shrewd business people who are on a budget who um, also understand marketing. That's really what you want, who then sing. I think that's the, I think that's, that, that'll make the best one. <laughs> that'll, that'll make the best, um, the best choir because I loved all of these singers and I loved working with them, but my God, was it difficult to get eight, six people, six people in a room together to record. I think there were only five of us, five people in a room together to do rehearsals and then to do a concert and we would always have like the last minute concert like we would always end up not having proper promotion for it and I was like um oh god never mind um well no I'm gonna I'm gonna continue talking about it because it it was a, a real it was a learning experience for me and it'll be a learning experience for you so um we did our first concert in like 2014 or something um I have the poster on my wall because it's um on top of another painting that I didn't like um, from my childhood I think or it's a frame or something I don't this is not important anyway um, so we did our first concert and it was like a Christmas concert and we were like this is gonna be just fun Christmas music easy peasy we did a bunch of rehearsals and then we had a, a poster marked up and we did it in St. John the Baptist's uh, in the middle of the haze which was lovely uh, four people turned up two of which were my parents uh, because no one else did any bloody promoting no one else um, so we we try again the next year and we do a summer concert it's meant to be in May it ends up being in October um, so that just let, lets you know the um, the, uh, the 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 I don't know the 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 organizational quality of 
of my leadership of this choir, which was not good. I was, um, I think, I think when organizing that many people to do a performance, I think you start from the beginning and I think you block everything in and you, I think, um, I think the thing that we really should have done is had people who all lived within like a mile of each other because like by the second year of doing the choir, everyone had moved away. So it was literally like, um, it was like there were three of us in Cardiff and then our tenor was in like Bristol and then our second soprano, instead of being like, let's find a new second soprano, we were like, we can still use this soprano in London. Like, she can commute in. And it was like, why are we doing this? Because, <laughs> like, the first year we all lived really close together. And then the second year, it was like, the for some reason, we were all commuting to London for a rehearsal at one point. Like, there were five of us in a car commuting to London. I was like, why doesn't she just come to us? <laughs> or we just replace the soprano. Anyway, it was, like, the original concept of the um, Cardiff Consort was that we had, like, 50 people on a roster um, and then we just kind of, everyone knew the rep and then we would just swap in people who could do the concerts and that way you could do professional work as well, like take bookings and things and you could find and source people to do things like a choir, like a version of the choir and agency, but that is South Wales based. Um, anyway, I've given up on that, but I can't remember what the point is of this. Anyway, so the final concert we did, uh, which was called like a Disney Renaissance or something, because we had like a 20 minute, our second half was just a 20 minute Disney medley. For anyone listening from the Disney Corporation who wants to sue me, um, please don't. God, I don't have any money. Uh, can't you hear the audio quality of this? I don't have any money. <laughs> if I did this would sound like a garbled like hallway I mean come on that's the that's the style that people are into these days anyway so um so we didn't get a poster together until a week before so it was in Cardiff made um and we I was like for the the rehearsal before the concert which was kind of five it was like four or five weeks before the concert I was like I brought my camera um I told them the week in advance that I was bringing my camera and that I was going to take a photo of all of us. We can put it on a poster and then we will have some promo material. And I got out my camera at the rehearsal that I had told them I was all doing and every single one of them was like, no, oh, I can't take a, don't take a picture of me. Oh no. I was like, God fucking damn it. Um, it was like, it was truly the most like infuriating thing because we ended up having like literally a week before someone drew a, like a like a picture for the poster and it wasn't particularly clear and it wasn't like it was kind of calligraphied but it wasn't like calligraphied with like decent black pen it was calligraphied with like pencil and you couldn't really see it and it was honestly terrible and then like eight people showed up which still a better improvement than four honestly this is um this is just a side plot of a side plot the scene in la la land where emma stone does her one woman show and seven people turn up that is a success if that if you're one woman show and you are unknown and you have no friends in the city because you're Emma Stone and you only hang out with Ryan Gosling and your three housemates and seven people show up to your one woman show, you're doing great. You're doing great. I had like 80 people show up to my one woman show, but that's not the point. That's, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> that's not the point. I'm more successful than Emma Stone, obviously. Where's my nomination? Snubbed again. Um, anyway, so, um, 
made in Cardiff. God, this has been a long story, but you know what? It's worth it. They use these IKEA spotlights um, to light their stage. They just, they are like 35 pounds from Ikea. They're called something or another. I don't know. They're spotlights. They just look like spotlights and you clamp them onto things and they work like spotlights and they are fantastic. And I have three in my office that I use for filming because then you can do three point lighting and you can put, um, this is a, this is a filming hack for you. If you want a diffused headlight, which for those of you not in the know of what a headlight is, it's kind of the light that hits you at the back just to separate you from the background. Um, you put uh, baking powder, baking a baking um, sheet, like a brown baking sheet or a white baking sheet. You fold it over and you put it on top of the lamp and then you kind of like secure it with a rubber band or something. Um, and it diffuses the light. And because it's baking paper, baking, baking sheet, brown paper, greaseproof paper, um, it, it won't catch fire because it's greaseproof paper. It's designed to get hot. Um, that's a, that's a hack, but don't like leave it on there. Let's not get crazy. I mean, you can leave it on there for like a good 15 to 20 minutes. Um, cause they're, L they're LEDs, so they don't really get hot, which is nice. Anyway, so I had these spotlights in my office and I was at So Far Sounds Ocean Arts, um, thing. And I was like, should I... Should I run home? Because I'm like a six minute drive away. Um, and I like, it was, um, what was it? 6.40? No, it was like seven. And people, guests weren't arriving until 7.30. And I was like, you know what? I bet I can run home and grab uh, a spotlight. And then one of the girls was like, yeah, just, just do it. Just do it. And I was like, I think I might. And so I ran home. Um, by ran, I mean got in my car and drove home. Thank you. Um, grabbed my spotlight from one of my... Um, one of my bookshelves, because they're on my bookshelf on a timer, blah, 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 blah. That's not important. But now you know, I guess. Um, thank you. They are digital timers because I can't stand the, the old school timers that go like, <laughs> keeps me up at night. Can't do it. Um, and I just like grabbed it off a bookshelf, grabbed an extension lead, ran back down to um, Ocean Arts, um, strapped it to like a ladder that was like, bungee cord to the side of like the heating system um it was it was real real makeshift situation anyway um i saved the day because otherwise i would not have been seen because there was it was just a dark room with a bunch of fairy lights um but there was a spotlight so i am uh that that bitch i think this this week i am that bitch who brings a spotlight to a gig when there isn't a spotlight um and you know what? If you look at any of the social media, I fucking come up. You can you can clearly see that there's someone on stage. Um, so worth it. I don't I don't know where I'm going with it. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like now you know how I feel. I feel very pleased with myself because it actually worked out the way that I thought it would, and it was also like it would have. I, I think I wouldn't have gotten such in such good internet content out of it because you would not have been able to see me. Um, anyway, that was a very long walk to get to a short point. Uh, anyway, so I so I am on third out of four um, for this for this so far sounds Cardiff gig. And my God, do I have a nervous bladder for this whole thing. I, I, okay, so I'm doing like all the stuff from the album. And by all the stuff from the album, I mean 20 worth, 20 minutes worth of things from the album. So I'm doing three songs, naturellement. Uh, no, I think I'm doing four. But I, um, 
yeah, I am um, kind of just like, I'm just sitting on the toilet for half of it because I'm like, I will piss myself if I if I have to sit down. I think the um, the green room situation was not great. If there was like a separate green room that was completely closed off to the public where I could literally lie down on the floor because I was like, I was like the first band went on and I was like so like nervous because I was like, if they if they don't like my music, then they don't like me. Um, and I think like, especially when you're doing things that are your own creation, it's like, oh God. And particularly because like, this is a, this is a secret gig, Club 96. Because it's like, a, like meant to be a surprise. And I feel like I am an acquired taste. Um, I, I was just like, <laughs> Um, if you don't like me, acquire some taste. Uh, that's a Real Housewives um, thing that I saw on my Instagram Discover, but I don't know who it is, so don't um, don't tell me. I don't I don't care. I'll, it'll come up if it, if it's meant to be. It'll come back up again, and I'll learn. Um, so yeah, I um, I'm just sort of like really really shitting myself all day because of this. Like it gets to it gets to four, and I start getting ready, and I think that was the beginning of the end for me. I was like, oh god, this is getting so badly. Um, and there was like lots of breaks, so I get there for six thirty. I'm not on until nine thirty. Like I do my sound check at like six forty five, and then I run home at seven, come back at seven fifteen or something like that, put on this spotlight, and then just like go hide in the back. Like it got to the point where I was so kind of like. Like, ah, that I went and I laid down on the, like, fire escape. <laughs> I was, like, like on a staircase, like, on, on, like, a landing where no one could see me and no one knew that these stairs were there. And I was just, like, lying down on the dirty floor because I was, like, this is a lot for me right now. <laughs> it would have, like, it would have been really different if there was, like, a separate green room that I could just sit in and it was dark and I could just sit by myself. But because there were, like, so many people like going on because it was like a six piece band and then a person and then me and then a two piece band and I was like this is a lot of people and there was like a double bass and there was my harp and there was a bunch of guitars and I was like this is this is a lot even for me um and I yeah it was um it was it was it was it was interesting anyway so I um finally it is it is my turn after um some very depressing music um, I don't know why all new music has to be sad. It was so sad. I don't, this is why I don't listen to new music or acoustic things or singer-songwriter things because like, my father died on the way to Kefili. Um, And they're always kind of melancholy. It's like, ugh, everything's, everything's terrible, but I'm doing okay. Whereas me, it's like, I'm doing fine, but I, I honestly, it's it's going great. Thanks for asking. I think it's my the the genre that I fall into. It's like I'll be fine. Thanks. <laughs> kind of like clenching. Like mine's more clenching. Theirs is more like a relaxed shit. But like everything is falling apart around them. Like the toilet seat has broken, but you're still pooping. That is new music. Thank you. Um, she's good at mixing metaphors and mixing her feces <laughs> to make a beautiful cake. Anyway, so it is, um, it's time for the main challenge and dear old sweet old Sammy Hickman gets her little harp on stage. She fucking slays. She came to win. Oh my God. There, there was, there was something so wonderful about, um, 
I don't know, I, I kind of, I realize this after the fact, but the fact that I do this every week where I literally sit and tell stories and improvise has really helped my like performing performing because like it used to be um, the case that I would like walk on stage and I would try not to talk as much because like I often found people were very kind of put off by the amount of, by just like my, my, my je ne sais quoi, my, my, um, uh, the sound of my voice, um, my kind of tone and texture and, um, subject matter and all that jazz. Um, and especially when you're doing a lot of, cause I do a lot of music and hospital things and I do a lot of playing in care homes and like dementia wards and like hospitals and mental health clinics and all that jazz. Um, and you have to, it's a very, very different audience. Um, when you're dealing with like young people who are up late on a Thursday night listening to new music. Um, like it was, yeah, like it was, um, I, I came at it a hundred percent. I was like, I, like out the gate, I was like, just honestly, I just came to win and I did. Um, but like having done the, the show, the one woman show that I did, thank you. Um, I was able to use all of that stuff, but also improvise a little bit more over the top. Um, and having like used the audience reactions from the previous one, to this one, um, and I think I'll insert a clip here of, of it. Um, and you know when you go on a good date, and let's be fair, like, a good date for me is, does he meet me in public? Does he make eye contact? Does he laugh at my jokes? He would be a bad audience. He would also be a bad date. Um, and you know when you go on like a good date, again, the bar is very fucking low. Um, and, and you get home and you're like, you guys, this is it, I found the one. I'm done, I'm done, I'm deleting every app on my phone. You're like, bye-bye, Tinder. So long, Bumble. Adios, scruff. It was just for the gay at the back. And you kind of like keep going and you're deleting every single fucking man on your phone. Like, your friend Jim, who helped you move. The plumber. Your own father. It doesn't matter, you just go on this little journey. So I like fucking like just destroyed. I destroyed this. I came like I'm 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 the kind of bitch who's like mm, I think we shouldn't use um 
destructive, violent language when we talk about winning and being successful. Um, but I came to slay and I burnt the house down and I dragged everyone's rotting corpse out onto the street, built a pyre with their bodies and set it ablaze. Uh, I just like, just fucking came to win and I did. Um, and it was, it was, it was incredible. I am, I like, honestly, I am, I am everything that I ever thought I would be and so much more. Um, and if you're trying to describe, trying to describe me in one word, it would be wowzers. What a gal. Um, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just, I felt really good about it. Um, because I was like, I was fun. It was, it was fun. And it was, um, strangers and it was nice and I did it and I like fucking destroyed. And also I looked at in fucking credible. I'm waiting for the for the fancy photos to come out because either the photographer actually no, it was a male photographer, so I doubt he's gonna be good. They're either gonna yeah, I know you know my feelings about men who take photographs for a living. Um, I'm very on the fence about them. I've never had a good photo from a man. Um, never, literally never have I ever been photographed by a man and it looks good. Whereas female photographers, whenever I've seen a photo that they've taken, stunning every single time. I don't know what it is. I think it's just, I think it's just they understand to take it from eye level or higher. Then I have a chin. Then I have a body. Then I look good. The eye, I don't know. I just, I, I look so much better in like a Rian Dixon photo than I do in literally any other photo from a man. Um, yeah, so they'll either look really, really good and you'll be able to see how on point every single piece of makeup I put on was or they will look terrible and I will share them with you anyway because I love sharing content. Um, anyway, it turns out it was a paid gig, which was nice. I didn't know it was paid. Um, so that's 75 pounds in my pocket, which is nice. Um, which is nice. Yeah, so that's really good. Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was the highlight of my week. That was all that I had going on. Friday morning, so I get in at like, 10.30. Again, I'm usually in bed by 10.30. Um, I get in at 10.30 and I get an email saying, oh, you've, you've got a ticket to, um, to Creative Mornings, Cardiff, um, the next morning at 8.30. Um, and it's a 20 minute walk away and I'm like, oh God. So I like go to bed. I wake up at like 7.30, get all my things on, get out of the house by like five past eight, walk down to Jacob's Market because it's in the basement of Jacob's Market, but it's also in their gallery space on like the fifth floor. It's a lot. It's a lot. I listen to, listen to a little talk. I see all of my friends. It's great. I love it. Um, yeah. And then, um, Oh, so uh, the the wonderful uh, Melon from um, Creative Mornings is a podcast guest this week. So you can listen to that. I think I might do it on Sunday and then just have a week off. Um, I think I, that's what I've been thinking about. Just to sort of give myself just a, a little break. Um, yeah, so that was fun. And then I went and saw the cornerstone for um, the festival, choir festival that I'm organizing, helping organize in... August, because uh, we're doing like a two gig thing, and I um, realized the the um, the schedule. Someone was like doing the schedule for me, so I'm doing um, I'm getting in for a sound check before twelve. I'm doing a workshop before twelve, um, and then I have four concerts that I'm comparing that day at the Cornerstone, and then I have a thirty minute like break between my last concert ending at the Cornerstone and then the gala concert that I'm co 
co-hosting um, in St. David's Hall. Again, it's all going well for old Sammy. Um, she is getting paid for this. Not not as much as, as you would hope for something that is gonna be a lot of work. Um, but again, she might be able to fit into all of her good clothes if she just keeps walking. Um, which is the which is the dream because I don't want to have to go buy new things um, if you already own it. So I did I did that and I kind of realized that that's going to be the schedule, which is going to be interesting. Um, I'm co-hosting the evening event with um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it yet, so I won't say it. It'll be a surprise. Come to the garlic concert. It's um, the hand in hand festival. Oh my goodness. Um, so then I went from that to the alley and warehouse, lane, lane and warehouse sale, uh, which is happening today is their final day. It is um, where uh, Taylor Green's new workshop is. It's um, behind Butterfly Fabrics on City Road. It's um, just a sale of uh, Daisy's dressing up box and a lot of different like things. It's kind of... Um, it's kind of, it's it's really interesting because it's, um, it's Oakfields Road is what it is, uh, is where it is. And it's just like this little lane that they've like taken over and it's, cause it's a fancy dress shop doing a rummage sale. There is so much stuff. It's phenomenal. I went and uh, bought a mirror because I was like, this, this I will use. Everything else here, probably not. Um, but if you're looking for a fancy dress, costume to own I guess then I don't know there was like eight boxes of hats and I was like do I need more hats uh, the answer was no because I have a lot of hats I'm okay uh, but that was really fun and then I um then I had a choir rehearsal and we're doing a fundraiser today uh today is tomorrow for you listening in the future so I did a fundraiser and it went great let's say it went great I hope it goes good um yeah and that was and that was my week. And this was a very long episode, but you know what? You deserve it. You, dear sweet listener, you deserve it. And you know what else you deserve? A Squarespace website. No, I'm just kidding, we don't have sponsorship. We don't have sponsorship, but I do have a website with them. Um, if they do want to sponsor, I um, would like that for free. And that would be a real saving on my half, on my behalf. Um, and go to this Alien Warehouse sale. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you can find it on Facebook, Lane and Warehouse Sale, and go have a little rummage, go have a little rummage, buy a hat, buy a floral headdress, buy something fabulous, treat yourself, treat yourself and your friends, um, and we will all see you next week. Bye, everyone.